0: you know happy and how many times have people felt let down sad because something didn't happen but when it did happen they were happy and now they're hashtag blessed but we if we really want to bring it back into again this context you are already chosen god has already loved you that already happened so we shit up be happy right like so so yeah i think that again just as you were bringing that up so i would maybe even say hashtag blessing right versus blessed so if y'all got you know and i, and I posted one of my friends moved to indiana today right shout out to Adrian Garalde and his beautiful and his beautiful bride there in indiana and i you know i put it in a post i reply you know on facebook you know blessings on blessings right and i think that again same root word different context so i love how you're you know you pointing out and then if you do put that on your you know hashtags it's no disrespect and nothing like that but just something to think about as we again just being more intentional with with even putting things into context context so what's going on y'all welcome to another project whetstone podcast brought to you by blaze ministry 707 where our goal is to help shape and sharpen your faith by sharing our experiences that started in the 707 and now is going beyond the borders of where we grew up and again i am super excited to be with you welcome to episode number 15 yes number 15 I'm Bro Rai, and as always, as always, with my co host, Brother Jeremy Mallet and Brother Carlo Terrell. What is going on, brothers? Hey, hey, hello, hello.
1: Veni <laughs> Santi Spiritu. <laughs>
0: Oh, look at him, Vinny Santo spiritu. And yes, number episode number 15 on what is known as Trinity Sunday, y'all, Trinity Sunday, we pray and hope that you are allowing Rudy to get in the games a little bit more in your daily. Since this birthday of the church that you are being renewed, that you are allowing the Holy Spirit to take over. Yes, let the Holy Spirit to take over, let the Holy Spirit guide your hands, your feet, what you think what you say and just see what the difference is if you totally surrendered as you know a big theme that we have here at project Weststone is to let god steer yes so now we are in the solemnity of the most holy trinity and before we jump into the themes and into these amazing readings just a quick little check-in with the brothers how's everybody doing what's new um progress on your current situations we'll go ahead and kick it over to brother jay
2: uh, so not too long ago, I, I spent about
0: uh, six
2: hours in the car total, <laughs> uh, picking up the the new, the well new to us new van, um, so that we can uh, uh make our move to to Texas a little more comfortable. But yeah, that was a that was a tough drive with a with a two year old and a five year old. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's uh, I know it's not as um. I can only imagine i i can only imagine what it's like with with four <laughs> four boys but <laughs> but uh, so um shout out to brother carlo for <laughs> for what he does on a daily
0: yeah yeah and and real quick, bro like so what do you aside obviously you know the girls in may, but when you're on those long road trips, what is your preference of music are you are you music are you you know podcasts are you audible or are you i don't even have time for any of that because the kids or maybe when the kids are sleeping like what is what helps you kind of like ease your mind on on long road trips uh
2: if it's with the girls yeah we, we do music and we'll kind of take turns uh, choosing what music we listen to so um you know the the girls like the prince disney princess soundtracks and uh and quest or was it my little pony <laughs> um some of that kind of slaps sometimes but uh, <laughs> um right and on. then uh and then uh may and i each have our you know the music the music that we either chose together or you know i have some music that i i that i like and Nice. Uh, she has some that
0: she likes and yeah so are you like so we have do- it all
2: on my phone and okay there you go i was gonna <laughs> ask how do you have is it all on your yeah.
0: phone cd tape deck i don't know you know we all school yeah. like that how about you bro Silo? long road trips what are what's kind of your go to what's been helpful what eases your mind helps you focus or helps you get through
1: well we uh we have a uh, a amazon uh, alexa in our car so that's helpful mm-hmm. um we, you know, I have to be honest, um, long road trips are actually rehearsal for the boys. <laughs> so there's one nice. song that we stuck on and they, they practice singing it the whole way. So like lately it's been Leave the Door Open live version by Bruno Mars. So we just sing nonstop. And then maybe right. on the side like, can you guys play something else? I'm like, hold no, we still practice
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, back again. Hey, for all of our listeners who don't know, you know, Brother Carlo and myself, we always talk about work ethic. We always talk about repetition. We talk about routine. So, when the boys get older and they have realized one of their charisms is music in whatever way, shape, or form, please listen to episode number 15 where you just uh, were busted out, y'all, that your down low rehearsal or road trips. <laughs> it <was>
1: road <laughs> no, that's trip. it, man. From Fresno to Vallejo, three hours. Like Secret. the first hour is usually spent, man. in... uh, like anakin's into it zary's into it adri can't fully talk yet but he's already trying to sing along and you know baby avery's trying to do the same man it's just we're all like i mean that's if if you guys have seen azarius's uh hamilton performance where he does my shot and, and uh alexander hamilton that was a lot of that practice was in the car that was just him saying hey dad can you play it again and You know, he would just practice. Oh, I'm like, of course. Alexa, play it again. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, it's uh, that's it. But um, yeah, that's it's just music like uh, nonstop until they fall asleep, and then Maggie plays KBLX. We haven't let go of our Bay Area radio stations.
0: (laughs) There you go. There you and, and so like. When I guess, and how about for you all personally, when everybody's knocked out, because I know for myself, you know, when we were driving cross country, there was plenty of time where Roxy, my puppy, and Danielle were both KO'd, bro, like... <laughs> Like straight KO'd. And I did make a face of me snoring, y'all. But what would be like your go-to? Like for me, I'm <laughs> definitely into uh different podcasts, uh, faith-based podcasts, um leadership, motivational, self-development podcast, and then music-wise, I know I typically will get into a lot of the the present worship, or you know, depending if I'm needing that pick me up, I might get a little bit of that old school hip-hop and find a good mix right find a good mix reminded me of that that bay area rickley 106.1 just to kind of you know um switch it up but i do like a lot of things that get me thinking and a lot of things that just get me learning while you know during long road trips any anything specific for y'all during downtime or silence kind of you know your go-to
2: um rosary is always a good like go-to for me um when I'm in the car for a long time by myself, or, or, uh, um, yeah, the, the girls are asleep, or, and, um, May might be asleep, or, um, or if we're already listening to music and everyone knocks out, and I might like switch it to like a, I, I'm into alternative rock, and so I'll, 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 but I'll, I'll switch it to something softer so there's not as much, uh, not as much screaming <laughs> um but uh yeah or sometimes I just i just turn off this this the music altogether and and just kind of contemplate <laughs> which uh yeah which yeah, are yeah, my, definitely go to
0: definitely one
2: thing I would like to try and figure out as a good is a good um like a, a reading like a um an e-reader app you know the the kind of thing where it reads to you um that Mm. i don't have to pay for (laughs) kind of like oh you mean like
0: audible something like that
2: (laughs) kind of yeah but um like i already have ebooks on my phone that i just um or maybe i just need to play around with my kindle app a little bit Mm. or something i think there's something on there but yeah because i I know (laughs) apple i know the
0: apple iphone there's a feature where we can like highlight something or we click speak and then Hmm. it'll like speak to you whatever text whatever you know whatever you're looking at but i'm not sure if that applies to like ebook so good question i have to look into that what about you bro silo anything new on your end um nah
1: (laughs) i'm you know to answer that 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 question it's uh it's um just getting ready for the next man like uh you know trying to plan out where we're actually going to go up to, to Woodland this Friday and check out some houses and hopefully sign a, sign a lease in the next week. But yeah, mm-hmm. just trying to get that going, set that up, organize how we're going to do things over the next two months. Cause we, you know, August is fast approaching and we're probably going to move in August. So, um, yeah, man. Just and, and like I mentioned last week, just trying to catch up on all the stuff that I put on the back burner when I was still, you know, doing my physics class. So, mm. yep. Catch up. Catch up.
0: Right on. <laughs> catch right up. On. For sure. Cool. Well, I am definitely happy and glad and i'm gonna continue to pray for you both as you are entering into the new chapters yes new exciting chapters into your lives and i'm just like feeling like ooh, and and for me i feel like oh i've been there like in that sense and i know y'all have had you know your journeys and you're still continuing the journey but it's like cool like to know that we got three brothers of faith here taking those leaps of faith and allowing god to steer so as we are now in ordinary time and just getting ready for this next season in the liturgical calendar Mm -hmm. started with Pentecost we started with the birthday of the church and just truly allowing ourselves to be filled with the spirit I was inspired and I put a post on Instagram for my Monday mindset was to remember that we are filled with fire right we are filled with fire which is representing the light and the love of Christ in each and every one of us so it is not time to slow down it is not time To pump the brakes, if anything, I feel like this is time now to keep pushing on the gas, and not in a hysterical, out of control kind of way, but in a way where it's like, all right, the Lord has prepared our hearts and our mind in such a different way through the season of Lent, through the season of Easter, and now we have even more reason and more opportunity to continue to grow in light and love through christ for christ so to share some of the themes today again on this trinity sunday this trinity sunday we're going to go ahead and kick it over to bro j before
2: getting to uh specifically trinity i think it's important that we uh you know talk about what it means for the church to enter into ordinary time and the liturgical season pull back and seeing the whole liturgical season and what we do as a church as we go through the liturgical year We kind of walk through a couple of different timelines namely um the life of christ you know if you if you look quickly at the liturgical calendar begins with advent you know uh, the time before christ and then um the birth of christ and then we get a little bit of ordinary time Uh, we look intensely at his ministry and uh leading up to his uh his death and resurrection at triduum and Obviously Easter is the resurrection uh, and following that we end Easter with uh the the gift of the Holy Spirit and we see how the church kind of carries on from there but throughout the throughout ordinary time, we kind of travel back in time of Christ's life and just kind of focus on his teachings and remember uh what it what it is that he taught and focus on on those teachings and and on the things that Christ did during his public ministry. And that, that's sort of the substance of our ordinary time uh, mo- mode of the church. Um, the other timeline that we look at is is kind of throughout all of salvation history. And you, um, you can kind of see Advent as the all that time before Christ. And then uh, with Lent and Easter is sort of intensely looking at the life of Christ. And then the the third period after that, is the age of the Holy Spirit? So we have the age of the Father, the age of the Son, and the age of the Holy Spirit, and that's all of salvation history, you know. And we kind of see that in Scripture, that kind of um, motif, and how so many things are divided into threes. And so, as we enter into the liturgical year, where we start to look at the age of the Church, the age of the of the Holy Spirit, which was begun in Pentecost. Uh, we start with the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity because uh, there's a, a sense in which when God came to reveal Himself, He didn't do it all at once. He started with God the Father, and then sending uh, the Father sending the Son, and now the Son sending the Holy Spirit, um, who is the promise of the Father. Um, but now that all has been fully revealed, we we have this. We reflect on that as a church. The moment that God has revealed himself fully as a Trinity. And so doing that, uh, we come to the theme of, of Trinity Sunday, the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, that by revealing himself as a Trinity, God is inviting us to enter into his very own life. You know, we, we welcome the Holy Spirit I- into our innermost life to a- allow God to touch the deepest parts of us, to change us from the inside out. So that we can enter into God's very inner life, you know, to to become, in a sense, part of the Trinity through Christ, and uh, that's the the role of the Holy Spirit, and why we call this this time now the age of the Spirit, because that's that was sort of the that's the ongoing mission of the Holy Spirit is to make Christ present and real in the church. In every single member of the church, but also as it uh, in the church as a whole, uh, and um, that's uh, to enrapture each and every person, bringing them into the life of God, the life of uh, that ideal loving communion that is God, or God is love.
0: Yeah, I love this. Um This theme, right, or this just this idea of entering into the life of the Trinity, it reminds me of one of my first or second semesters uh, with Franciscan, and that was when we learned about the economic Trinity, and the economic trinity, trinity, trinity. trinity, You know, (laughs) uh, starting thinking of this U. So, if you're listening or while you're listening, imagine this U shape, and on one on the very top side of of one side is God, and then God, you know, leaves let's you know comes down in the form of jesus and then jesus at the very bottom of this you leaves the holy spirit and that's where we are and we receive that holy spirit and then with that holy spirit going back up the you we find ourselves back to christ and that's the only way we get to cry to god is through christ and then make our way back up to god and so again real simple kind of like visual while i was in my first second semester over in Franciscan, and, and just thinking about that, like, yeah, you know, the Jesus leaves us the Holy Spirit kind of at the bottom of this economic trinity, of this you, but and when many people feel alone, lost, and afraid for whatever reason, it's like, no, actually, we have the Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit with us to allow us to go back up allow us to rise up again and when we are allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us again as we're really emphasizing during this you know time of Jesus' public ministry is is actually a good time for us to start with our public ministry. So just really exciting stuff if we really just kind of you know zoom in and zoom out and just have that little play with what's really happening here with our spiritual eyes. They're just so much there that can be so rewarding in the now not in the yes this is for salvation but also like how can this serve us now and i think that's one thing that a lot of a lot of us struggle with is yeah we think about the afterlife yeah we think about life after death and salvation and that's the goal but i think a lot of the times right like the whole saying goes you know enjoy the process like Enjoy the life that you've been given now with the gifts, with the Spirit, and allow yourself to really rest in Christ. And what would that look like, you know, if you really were to just surrender to that? So I think there's really um, just this invitation, as I'm feeling, as we're getting into this time of ordinary time in jesus public ministry which is again an invitation and a calling for us because the acts of the apostles—it is just time for us to really act And we can't say we don't know how we can't say we don't know what to do we can't say we don't have what it takes because it is clear it is clear through this liturgical season through everything that we've just experienced the last two seasons that uh, we definitely do have what it takes and we'll be given what we need to continue to move forward So with that, let's go ahead and we'll jump right into our first reading. Yes, our first reading comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verses 32 through 34 and 39 and 40.
2: Now that we're back in ordinary time, we'll see that the first reading will come from the Old Testament. And so the book of Deuteronomy is a really important Book. It's it's the last book of what's called the Pentateuch, which are, which are the first five books of the Bible, uh, and the first five books made up uh, the Mosaic Torah, the Torah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, when Jesus's disciples or when er, anyone in the Gospels mentions the law, you know, when we talk about the law and the prophets, the law is referring to the Pentateuch and. Deuteronomy was sort of the pinnacle of the reflection on all the things that God has done for his people all, all the commandments um all the rituals that were developed in Israel you know Deuteronomy was sort of the 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 final fruit <laughs> you know as they reflected on you know as they developed and grew the tree of Reflection, this was the fruit of that is the book of Deuteronomy the book of Deuteronomy um, looking back on the history uh, of Not just of Moses, of course, that will be one of the more uh, key histories that they, they reflect on but not just uh, not just Moses, but uh, you know Abraham Isaac and Jacob and looking at the creation story with with Adam and Noah and the Tower of Babel all those things, you know uh, was part of the reflection that the, uh, the writers of Deuteronomy looked at. And so in light of that, we have the, this from chapter four, how Moses being the kind of sp- the spokesman uh, and the figure that will be the vehicle for the, the writer's reflections on all the, on the history of, of God's people. And so, um, so we have Moses speaking to the people uh, now, and you know they're getting ready to enter into the promised land. Moses is asking the people to think about all the things that God has done for them in addition to the you know the well-known parts of of Exodus, you know like um, apart from the the plagues and the the parting of the sea and the destruction of the Egyptian army that was that was pursuing them, they very much looked at ways that God provided for them. But one particular moment was very precious to them is that God spoke directly to all of them and that there was a moment in, in where they describe how, um, you know, throughout their wandering in the desert, God was leading them as a, a pillar of fire by night and a, a pillar of, of cloud or smoke by day. And then, um, they arrive at a at a mountain and both the cloud and the smoke are present. And then they hear God's voice for the first time. And uh, th- that's what they're referring to here in this reading is that was it ever heard of? Did a people ever hear the voice of God speaking from the midst of fire as you did and live? Or did any God venture to go and take a nation for himself from the midst of another nation? So he's talking about how God came to Egypt, freed his people from and took them from Egypt and protected them with all these signs and wonders, and uh, and showing his his strength as God and how the gods of Egypt were not really gods. Because and we we can talk about how the plagues were really uh, a kind of cosmic warfare by God against the gods of Egypt. You know, because they had the god of the Nile, right? And what happened to the to the water of the Nile? It was turned to blood. You know, um, they blotted out the sun, and they worshipped the the, um, the god of the sun. Right? Um, I, I forget the the raw. I think it was raw. So they're they're seeing all these things that God has done for them, and we're reflecting on it. And so they come to the conclusion that what is appropriate, seeing all these things that God has done for us, and and not only that, He decided to speak directly to us. If that doesn't tell us that God wants us to be in relationship with Him, then we're not listening, because <laughs> uh, and that's what He basically is saying. Keeping in mind all these things and knowing and fixing it in our heart that the Lord is God, uh, we should then, you know, keep His commandments and share the and share the the story, this history, not just all these, you know wondrous events happening but of the relationship that god is extending you know the the friendship that god is extending to us that we should offer that we should extend in return it is this having this understanding of of god's offer of friendship and and uh protection and uh providence that we can truly enter you know a promised land uh, the promised land of of heaven and that's really what, you know, the Israelite people were really seeking is, is this relationship that goes on forever, not just a, a place on earth, but a place with God forever, very appropriate for Trinity. And just to bring it back to the theme, it talks about how there was a voice of God speaking from the midst of fire. And, you know, what uh, was also not really mentioned uh, in this particular reading, but in other verses, it talks about how there was a pillar of cloud also present. So there's the Trinity there that, that there's God, the voice of God, the fire, the and the and the cloud, very uh, powerful reading for bring us to talk about Trinity.
1: I think one of the things that stands out about this scripture to me is just how, you know, Brother Jeremy mentioned it was an an invitation to have that relationship with God, um, and what what came to mind was. You know, when you have, I I know both of us or all three of us can figure out or think of a time when we had a friend, you know, from like kindergarten. And maybe there's one friend that you stuck close to and, you know, you grew up together and you became really close. And then you had that one friend that you remember that if you saw them all of a sudden after not seeing them since kindergarten, they'd be totally different people. Like you wouldn't even probably really know what they were up to. You wouldn't understand who they were. Um, and I bring that up because, you know, it's it's interesting when Moses is talking about, you know, when have we ever seen someone or something do these things for us? And one thing that I've observed over and over again is, is humans are really bad at remembering things you know and i'm not talking about like you forget you know what you're supposed to buy at the grocery store i'm talking about the things that may have played a huge part in your life and years later you forget about that instance or you forget about that special moment And we see it all the time i mean you know when two people get married and then years later get divorced just like Did they forget how that relationship started? Or when two friends, you know, all of a sudden are at odds over an incident and they've been friends for years and years and years and they end their friendship, it's like, did you forget all that time you spent together? and everything that was important in that friendship. And I bring that up because I think the challenge, especially for for us in, in light of what Moses is saying, the challenge is remembering those things that God showed us. I mean, we, we obviously have documentation of all these miracles and you would think that, oh dude, someone actually made the Red Sea part. You know, someone actually, you know, made these plagues occur, you would think that, you know, thousands of years later, people would still be in awe of all those acts. But you realize like through the generations, humans have forgotten about those instances where God, you know, showed us how much he loved us, showed us his power and showed us that he was willing to use that power you know, to, to, to lead us out of something that was bad. And so this reading in Deuteronomy telling us of an invitation by God to have a special relationship with him is, is kind of goes back to the core of, of something that I've always, you know, believed in. And and that's the idea of your relationship with God must be constantly developed. And I bring that up, especially for this treating and the other examples I brought up, because if you're not developing that relationship and growing together with God, you might forget those important instances in your relationship. You know, just like when, when two friends haven't seen each other for a long time, they haven't grown together, and then they forget why they were friends in the first place and now they're just acquaintances. In the same way, if you're not constantly developing your relationship with God, you may very well forget everything that He has played a role in your life. You might forget all the things that He blessed you with. And so I think the challenge that this reading reminds me of is just this concept of, you know, if you stay close to that friend, you're not going to forget those special moments and the challenge is not to forget, you know, that, that love that God has showed us and has been documented through scripture.
0: You know, one, one piece of this scripture that really sticks out to me is you know verse 39 right depending on the translation that you have um, here it says you know this is why you must now acknowledge or i might say this is why you must now know when i was reading this part and then of course the other piece of that goes and fix in your heart that the lord is god in the heavens above and on earth below and that there is no other. So when I think about just again entering into this trinity, the hardest pilgrimage is from our head to our hearts. And so when I hear the word acknowledge or the word know, I'm thinking know as in reason, as in our contemplation, as in our head. And then it says in the next line, and fix in your hearts. So imagine the connection there. And the struggle that many people have is that we have a problem acknowledging Christ and acknowledging God and everything that he's done and everything that he's continuously doing. But when we do acknowledge or when we do know him in that way and acknowledge it and fix it in our heart, then things start to look a little different. Then life starts to shift and change. And like, you know, Brother Carlo was saying, constantly developing our relationship with God allows us to know and acknowledge him more, allows us to fix and repair the things that are in our heart. And we are not alone when we do this because, again, entering into the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So everything that has been shared so far about this first reading. Again, this Old Testament, this pre-Jesus days, y'all. So think about this for a moment, right? As we're looking at, you know, again, all the readings were from Acts in the, during the season of Easter. But now we're back into these, the Old Testament readings, Deuteronomy. And again, just thinking about this idea that we must now know him. We must now acknowledge him, fix in our heart that the Lord is God in the heavens above and on earth below. And there is no other. So I'm like really just, that's just really resonating with me right now because, again, it goes back to what's your focus? Where are you in your life, in your faith? Where are you in your daily routine? What is your focus? What is your priority? The things that you're working towards, the things that you're working on, whether it's school, work, family, are we acknowledging him? Are we knowing him? Are we fixing in our hearts all the things that need to be fixed, filled? And are we acknowledging that there is no other? There is no other God, right? And I just feel like if we struggle with that, that's why we have the Holy Spirit. If we struggle with that, that's why we are entering into this trinity we're entering into you know this trifecta right this threefold part of how god really wants to envelop us in his love in his grace in everything good that he has to offer and he's showing how he did it here with all the different signs and so you listening to this podcast right now here's a sign for you god is asking you just to acknowledge him to know him more fixing your heart what needs to be fixed do away with all that doesn't serve you all that doesn't serve him and allow yourself to just really know that there is no one else like there is no other god in the sense that again as we're looking at just again this verse here that there is no other that lord is god so now we're going to go ahead and move into the responsorial psalm which comes from psalm 33 Chapter 4, 5, 6, 9, 18, 19, 20, and 22. Once again, this Psalm 33, 4, 5, 6, 9, 18 through 20, and 22.
2: So our response to the first reading is, blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. So one of the one of the themes running through the old testament <clears throat> with regard to his people is that they are the chosen people the god the, that the people that god has elected in a sense um like from all the nations on earth he chose uh israel and um he chose uh, but leading up to Israel, you know he first he chose um, Adam, Adam and Eve, right? Um, then from the, from the world he chose Noah and his family. He chose Abraham, right and, and, and so on and so forth. that there there's throughout um, throughout uh, the Old Testament story, uh, we have God who's picking out certain of certain people from among the rest of the world to um, to guide to have this relationship with to to walk that he invites to walk with him and to uh, to be the figureheads uh, representatives of the human race uh, that God reveals and makes promises with and so we call these people blessed and the word blessed is is uh a very rich term um like it's not just you know someone who's fortunate blessed is is um you know it's related to words like bliss and uh beatitude right um we're talking about someone who is uh you know not just emotionally happy but fulfilled you know uh, happiness is there of course you know the, the emotional happiness is there but they're fulfilled they're perf- perfected uh, and uh con- contented and satisfied uh, and you know in in uh in every sense of the word being perfected right um not just in the hebrew sense but in you know being ever more approaching that uh that state of with being without flaw, you know, um, and that's uh, what happens to the people that God calls, right? Um, now, um, while the Old Testament kind of focuses on Israel, there's a sort of buildup that Scott Hahn has, has uh, sh- he shares with us how God is intending that you know, for that the people of Israel is just the people of Israel for the time being as God's people, you know, but uh, that there's this kind of ever widening and broadening understanding of who God's people is, you know, uh, and um, again, a, f- a father who keeps his promises. That's the book that uh, Scott Hahn wrote that's re- really accessible and, and um, does a good job of explaining how the the trajectory from you know a married couple, Adam and Eve, um, to a family, to a tribe, to uh, a collection of tribes, to a nation, to a kingdom, uh, and and then ultimately to the entire world through Christ. Um, that uh, uh, the reason why I go into that is that one of the things. That the psalm mentions is talking about how, uh, how God made uh, the heavens and the earth, uh, and really focuses on on uh, the works of God um, and who He has chosen. Now, the the psalmist is writing from the perspective of you know being a member of the chosen people of his time. Uh, through Christ now the chosen people is the whole world He chooses humanity out of all of creation and that's something that we should rejoice in that um, now we are given the chance to uh, that he has in a sense chosen all of us and that's um, something that God is doing out of his freedom out of his love out of his goodness and as we see out of his kindness you know, and so we we, um. This is why it's so important to know our faith and to get to know who God is and what how God works, um, not just in our lives but in in history and in, in uh, all of creation. And He does all these things for us, you know, and and so that that kind of merits a response, and it, it reminds me of something that uh, Deacon Errol. Um, once said it it was something that really resonated with uh, May and I when we were when we were dating Um, actually part of in the initial stages I think it was sort of instrumental in our getting together like um, uh, in starting to see each other as um, more than just a fellow minister in a youth group (laughs) Um, but uh, Deacon Errol said love responds to love you know, God loved us first. And We read about that in, in the in the Gospel of John. And so it, what the psalm is kind of doing is responding to the love of God with a love of our own. You know, we we uh, we acknowledge all the things that um, uh, God is doing for us. And uh, if we look at the the third uh, stanza, the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, you know, to, to recognize that God. You know we're not just talking into the air, but there's a, there's a set of ears and a set of eyes, you know, figuratively speaking, that are listening and looking back at us. You know, and, and um, that's an important aspect of of our faith is to have that awareness, the simple awareness that God is present to us um, in love and in um, and wills for our goodness. Um, so. Uh, I really want uh, enjoy this, this psalm a lot uh, in that you know to recognize God's own agency you know and that he looks after those he has chosen you know that he takes care of us and um and brings us out of our miseries
1: so this is this is kind of for this psalm in particular it's kind of cheating cuz I'm going to jump into the second reading a little bit with with uh w- with what is said in in Romans, but um, you know, one of the things that I often cite when it comes to how I treat other human beings goes back to this idea that you know at this point after Christ, like the entire human race is is the chosen people. You know it's the creation that that god chose amongst all creation you know and for you know on side note here's my sci-fi side coming out man like man what if we were chosen to bring jesus to the aliens in the space right <laughs> like what if what if we find out a thousand years from now that it wasn't just for humans you know but we were our mission was to bring Christ Throughout the entire galaxy. I, I don't know. That's just that's weird on this. That's not really Catholic based, but, but anyways, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is that I think I believe that this is the foundation of how we should look at our brothers and sisters to know that we are a blessed people, that humans, the human race, every single member of our human family who holds that human dignity is chosen. You know, even even if you're the worst human being, even if you've done the most horrible things, like there's this dignity about you, your humanity that makes you special because God chose us to be part of his family. And I think it's it's really difficult at times to do that. You know, I, I think I mentioned it before in a previous podcast. Like, how do you look with compassion on someone who's made life choices that led them to a horrible place? You know, how do you show compassion to someone that has been convicted of a crime? You know, how do you show that compassion? And it's it's really difficult, but what I'm trying to point out, and I believe this psalm is, is kind of touching on it, is that every single human being is part of that blessed people. Every single human being at every single stage of life, from conception to natural death, has that human dignity that has to be respected because God saw it as something so special that he blessed it and made it part of his family. And so to to be the sons and daughters of divine royalty, you know, as, as we'll see in the next reading, um, It's just a reminder of, you know, the baseline of how we should treat one another, even if we don't believe the same thing, even if the other person doesn't live the way we believe that they should live, that at the very baseline, there's this understanding that they are part of that holy family and they are always, always, always welcome to be part of that family. And that we should always hope for that change in heart, change of heart, to accept their place in that part of the family.
0: You know, one thing that I have always appreciated about, you know, the Psalms is, is we know the Psalms to be, you know, to have this theme of poetry, of just, there's just this different flow, this different vibe, right, when it comes to the Psalms. But when you look at the content, or when you look at... You know what the psalms are actually saying. It there are a lot of hard things, not necessarily to swallow, but there's just some like some really rough things going on and proclaiming just all the different. I mean, I'm seeing words of like famine and you know uh, us like putting our hope in you and just you know just things that I I just see a contrast here, right? Of how and like Brother Carlo was saying, like there. Are times where we feel like we fall short. There are times where we know our actions aren't of Christ, don't honor Christ, don't point people to Christ. But yet here in these responses, right, in these responses and these responsorials, here is just this like beautiful, eloquent way of being reminded of number one, yes, we have faults, but also there's still hope right there's not just hope but there's even more than that if we respond to God in the ways that we're being called to so i think every time i look at a responsorial i'm always praying in church and thinking to myself okay You know, I'm taking in the first reading, whatever God wants me to hear. Like, you know, I'm trying to just, you know, while I'm in mass, just really thinking about that, of course, listening to this podcast prior, editing it, or just even going into the readings prior to mass is always helpful. But then I'm always thinking like, I mean, the idea of, I mean, they don't just call this, right, Psalms, the Psalms part of the mass. They call it the responsorial Psalm. So I'm always thinking in my mind, okay, how is God inspiring me to respond with the guidance of these psalms all right so just something to think about for all of our listeners out there who again and i always love how jay kicks off the response because he's like in response to the first reading right meaning there's so much intentionality with the Psalms. And so if you understand the theme of the songs, the songs, the Psalms, if you understand kind of the purpose and you just feel the vibe of just this, again, it's, it's to me, it's eloquent, it's beautiful, but it also is real and can be harsh at times. in, in, in terms of, you know, what the content that we're actually reading and, and even in some of the context, but if we look at it, if we approach it in a sense that it's like, okay, how is God calling me to respond right now in my life because it's not going to be the same as bro jay bro silo it's not going to be the same as you listening to this podcast because we know that god's word is the same as we read it but how and how it works within our lives is going to be different so the person that is continuously falling into sin versus the person who is continuously being a virtuous person right it's gonna it's gonna it's the same word it's the same god it's the same spirit but the effect of what our response is going to be may look different. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. So as you're, you're cruising with us on this podcast and we, you see the responsorial timestamps, again, think of it in that, I like to think of it in that sense, right? What is God calling me, how is he calling me to respond to what I just heard in my life today? And, and Brother Jeremy and Brother Carlo just gave some really two powerful um, examples on what that could look like. So, any other thoughts, fellas, before we uh, jump into our second reading?
2: Uh, I just wanted to, like, for, what just came to mind is how, you know, on, on a lot of social media, people will post things like, um, oh, just got a new car, hashtag blessed, or like, a new job, hashtag blessed, but, you know, um, I mean, those are good things and definitely, uh, signs of, of, um, providence, but, uh, I mean, a, a real, a real blessedness is, is to come to the realization that God has chosen me to be his hashtag blessed. <laughs> you know, so this is something that, um, cause I, I, I was, you know, doing my scrolling and that's true yeah. though bro that's yeah. true
0: because i think about it too like as you're just sharing that and in the definition as we we're talking about right blessed meaning surpassingly or truly happy and i think mm-hmm. when a material thing is considered hashtag blessed that it goes to what i used to always say is like the one thing i why i don't necessarily believe in you know necessarily being happy right or happiness i believe in true joy and i don't think that i don't believe they're they're related but they're not the same because in order you know again i always look at you know the root word of happy something needs to happen to be happy right like this needs to happen for me to be happy otherwise i will not you know happy and how many times have people felt let down sad because something didn't happen but when it did happen they were happy and now they're hashtag blessed but we if we really want to bring it back into again this context you are already chosen god has already loved you that already happened so we shit up be happy right like so so yeah I, I think that again just as you were bringing that up so i would maybe even say hashtag blessing right versus blessed so if y'all got you know and i and i posted one of my friends moved to indiana today right shout out to adrian girl day and his beautiful and his beautiful bride there in indiana and i you know i put it in a post i reply you know on facebook you know blessings on blessings right and i think that again same root word different context. So I love how you're, you know, you're pointing out. And then if you do put that on your, you know, hashtags, it's no disrespect or nothing like that, but just something to think about as we, again, just being more intentional with, with even putting things into context, context. So
1: I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. Cause you know, one of the things that happens when you misunderstand that I believe is this concept that you're cursed, you know, um, mm-hmm. or that you're being punished. You know, like how many times have I heard people talk about like, man, you know, like, what did I do, you know, to deserve this? Why why is this happening to me? You know, even even when I was going through my struggles, I'd hear other people be like, man, why is it always uh, the religious people that get messed up like this? You know, <laughs> and, and I think it's important what, what Brother Jeremy pointed out, because that's that's not the epitome of what being blessed is you know, being fortunate and receiving, you know, bonus material is is not the foundation of it. And I think when you realize how blessed you are, even in the very worst of circumstances, because you recognize that, you know, you are chosen and God's not going to abandon you like this. You know, that's, that's one thing that my friend, um, mentioned his name was Chris Gibson and when he heard my story he was like nah bro you know I I I don't think God's gonna abandon you like this you know and, and that was the part that was like so powerful to me I needed to hear it even though I knew it in my mind I needed to hear it from someone else and you know when you could really recognize that you've already been picked to be on the team you know that's that's when you really understand what being blessed is you know even if even even if you lose a little dude you're already on the team you're already there you know you're just you're just going to experience the ups and downs you know which is which is the the, the the joy of you know humanity of being human to experience those emotions those highs and those lows that roller coaster of emotions that you get to experience is is, is a great part of it um but to know that even in your worst times you are still and already have been blessed, that will carry you through some of the most difficult hardships in your life.
2: That, uh, just one qu- one quick story because uh, it reminded me of um, one of my favorite stories of Saint Francis of Assisi. You know, and um, like um, I read a lot of his stories, but for some reason it's just one story that really struck me. Um, and in in a lot of ways, changed my thinking about you know happiness. Um, so the story goes that you know Saint Francis was becoming pretty famous, but he hadn't been everywhere. Not a, not a lot of people had seen him. And you know back in the twelve hundreds, there was no pictures or cameras um, to to share. So oftentimes people wouldn't know what these saints looked like, even if they might have heard of them. Um, anyway, so Saint Francis uh, was traveling with his, um, with one of his confreres, one of his brothers. And, um, uh, it was getting late and it was really, really cold starting to snow a little bit, maybe. And so they were looking, uh, to st- uh, they were begging for a place to stay. Cause you know, the, the rule of uh, Franciscan life is that you, you beg for everything. You, you beg for your food, um, and, uh, for shelter and that sort of thing. Cause, um, you embrace a life of poverty and, um, and uh, so he, they go to an inn, knock on the door, and the innkeeper takes one look at uh, the two, and says nope, because uh, you know, living a life of poverty, his poverty was real. You know, he he had tattered clothes on, probably didn't, um, probably didn't smell too good, or you know, didn't was maybe a little dirty because uh, part of their life also was was labor. You know, they, um, you know, apart from begging for uh, food and, and money to buy food. They, uh, they also, uh, did labor throughout the day anyway. Um, so they were re- rejected from this inn and were made to basically keep looking. Um, and while, uh, St. Francis's confrere was, was kind of heartbroken and, and a little discouraged. He looked, looks over at St. Francis and he's smiling and he's one so he asked him why are you smiling he says um yeah you know, i i've been chosen to bear a resemblance to christ who is also rejected you know and and i always thought that was um you know he was happy because he uh what received a mark of resemblance or similarity to his lord and that's what made him happy and, um, you know, I, I always imagine, you know, I mean, I imagine that if he were alive today, he would um, post something like, just got rejected from an inn, hashtag blessed.
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen. And yeah, the, and again, as we're just, you know, letting the spirit move us in so many ways and reminds me of that saying, right? Or or saying I used to, or I hear is, or that I heard was, you know, our wounds are our greatest gifts. Our wounds are our greatest gifts and some of us listen to that and be like what are you talking about and just stick with god continue to move move through life and and you'll see what that means and again it's going to be different for everyone so so thank y'all fellas for for again just continuing to add on to you know all that we're sharing today so let's go ahead and take it to the second reading which comes from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Once again, Romans, chapter 8, verses 14 through 17.
2: So the letter to the Romans is, is one of um, many, many Christians would say that of all of Paul's letters, this is their favorite, and for good reason, because uh, it very much contains pretty much our whole faith in 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 a in a nutshell and um he does a very good job of of explaining uh to the roman people you know what christianity is about what it what it means to be a christian and um and here he's talking about you know what the spirit does for us and you know he's explaining a little bit about Um, the relationship of God uh, to the church and why we received the Holy Spirit. And, and, you know, we just talked about that, uh, the receiving of the Holy Spirit last week in Pentecost. Uh, And so he's explaining to the church there that uh, we didn't receive a spirit of slavery, but a spirit of adoption. Uh, You know, if... God is a Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that that kind of describes a family, right? And, um, you know, the the Holy Spirit is who is the one that made Christ present in Mary. And so when we receive the Holy Spirit, there's a sense in which we're also, uh, you know, conceiving Christ within us and Christ is growing in our own lives. And it's through that. Holy Spirit um, being ever more conformed and shaped and molded into the image of Christ that we're able to cry, Abba, Father. It is through the Holy Spirit that we have this this new life, this new human nature, one that's been elevated such that we can, even just on the basic level, something that we take for granted all the time, the, what a real gift prayer is, the fact that we can talk to God, and this brings us back to the first reading, know how God spoke to us, you know, and he gives us a great gift in being able to speak back to God, and that's so important in any relationship, right, to be able to communicate that um, God communicates, obviously, with us, um, and not only with words, but with with gifts with um, and gives us his own presence himself are, you know, and this is again, a a theme throughout, that's an invitation into relationship with him in that, in that, you know, we should respond in kind, you know, God gives us, not only speaks to us, but gives us his presence, his uh, care and attention and uh, his providence and, and, uh, guidance, and of course, above all his love, we ought to respond in kind as his children. And so um, Paul uh, basically goes on to flesh that out, that we are children of God. You know, that's the same thing that that John the Apostle says in, in his letter. We are children of God, and that therefore we have an inheritance with God uh, through Christ. You know, Everything it, this kind of touches on the parable of um the prodigal son at the very very end. The the father is talking to the son who's like confused by how the his father was able to accept his son after he had done all that stuff. But the father says to the son, you know, everything I have is yours, and there's a sense in which by receiving the Holy Spirit, whatever God was was is giving to christ he's now giving to us through the holy spirit because we are truly his children and it's not just we're not like his it's not that we're like his children or that you know symbolically we are uh, like christ because we're receiving you know um hashtag blessings and things like that but no we're really truly being conformed uh and brought into the life of the trinity through christ uh and Um, That's what he's really saying here is that if we have to live as Christ because that's essentially uh, the life that's growing within us now. Um, And it's by walking and following Christ, taking up the cross and following him, that we may also enjoy the inheritance of being glorified with him. So very, very consanguine with, you know, the words of, of John, who also talks about how we are God's children and how we should uh, act accordingly.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And one one angle that I want to also bring into the fold here is, again, back to this idea that we are the adopted sons and daughters of God, which, again, like Brother Jay was talking about, this inheritance that we all have, that we all, again, will receive with our, again, with our own beliefs, practices, and and ways that we're going to get right with God. And again, that's going to be between you and God, and we're not here to judge that and tell you how to do that. But, you know, I want to just bring this idea back to this whole idea of being one body, like we talked about in last week's podcast, right? Many parts, all one body, same spirit. So just bringing that theme again back into this theme of unity, this theme of Togetherness and not separateness. And I think we now more than ever are really needed to come together in more ways than none. So, this reading for me again strikes me in the sense that as a reminder that yes, we are, you know, not receiving a spirit of slavery, right? But we are receiving the spirit of adoption. And with that adoption, yes, like Brother Jay said, here is what we are heir to. But also with that adoption, we have this you know, this faith family, and that's one thing that I appreciate about, again, Brother Jay and Brother Carlo and all of, you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ, the basic family, the teen apostles in Christ, you know, ministry, and all the other ministries that we were able to be a part of, Emmaus Experience Number 16, right, the Army of God, OMC, Servant Leadership, whatever it might be, like, there is this spirit of unity and connection and one-bodiness and togetherness that I think many of us have just really lost sight of or have really have been disconnected with. Again, no judgment on why or or how, or you know, again, everyone's gonna have their own reasons. But I think this this reading is really just a reminder like, hey y'all, God put some amazing people in your lives whether you know and again we're all going to go our own way and our own direction and we're going to live live our own lives like we can't just be in the you know the ministry bubble and live there forever but i think that this is just a reminder of like not only did you have or do you have this faith family that God started, you know, in your ministry days. For, for those of you who are like mid-30s, 40s and up and you had, a, you know, an amazing or a powerful ministry experience in your teens, right? Or maybe you're a young adult right now listening and, you know, you kind of missed that and you're thinking about how you used to have those awesome, you know, ministry experience. Or maybe you've never had it at all, but you are still a part of the church and you have that faithful heart. Like there are people that are part of your family. We are part of your faith family. And God is just reminding us in this reading that, hey, there is a lot um, waiting for us and we have to do this together. Let's help each other out. Let's keep each other accountable. Let's be the brothers and sisters in Christ that we know we can be or that we would want others to be to us And does that mean that you're going to reconnect with every single person that you've come across in ministry? No. But I think, again, just like we were talking about this hashtag blessed, like there is something to be said about that. Having the experiences and the relationships that you have or had with people that are, you know, faith based or not even faith based, because we can find Christ and we can find God in everything because he is everywhere in everything. And knowing those relationships that have served us in the way that lead us to Christ and lead us to God, I think are those relationships that sometimes are overlooked, sometimes are overlooked. So I encourage you as you're listening to this podcast, who were those people that not just had strong faith and, you know, were the churchgoers or the youth minister, the confirmation teachers, which again, those are all great people, but who were those folks that were doing God's work behind the scenes or Un, and you know like we talked about unseen in private that you noticed and I encourage you to tap in because they're also part of your family as you are part of our family we are part of your family together as one and moving forward standing together rising together you know we have a lot of work to do there is an uphill battle out there so many different things that are happening that's happening in our culture as we are recording this podcast as you're listening to it and i think there's just a call for unity now more than ever because we are called by the same spirit we have been given the same spirit again nothing new we're baptized we've already received the spirit confirmation just strengthened those you know gifts as we talked about last time but In our last podcast, but now it's like, all right, what are your charisms now? Because we all have the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. But now what are your charisms that you can use to contribute to the church, to help Mother Church, to help your brother and sister, to help your neighbor, to love your neighbor? What is it going to take? How can we get there? And how can we really be, how can we really, like in the last Psalm from last week, how can we really renew the face of the earth.
1: So I think in in this reading, in um, Paul's letter, he's kind of being that kid on hook who holds Peter's face and says, "There you are, Peter." And I bring that up, and, it, and go, you know, going back to what I mentioned earlier, like humans are notoriously good at forgetting things, you know, and, and the analogy I'm going to use for that is, is the movie hook, you know, Peter Pan played by Robin Williams, you know, God rest his soul. Peter Pan grew up and he forgot that he was Peter Pan and he couldn't do all the things that Peter Pan could do because he forgot. That he was peter penn he he couldn't act as bravely as peter penn did to save his own kids because he forgot that he was peter penn and only when he remembered who he really was was he able to do all the amazing things that peter penn can do and, and so in the same way here we have paul in this reading, reminding us of who we are, reminding us of the person that we may have forgotten for whatever reason, you know, lack of, of, of attention, lack of developing your relationship with God, you know, maybe distractions That's that are all around you, that are all, uh, all around around all of us on a daily basis. But we forget that we truly are the sons and daughters of God, and if you're in that place right now where you've forgotten, you've forgotten how to fly, you've forgotten to, you've forgotten how to be Peter Pan. Well, number one, you're not alone because there's a lot of people who've forgotten just like you and number two you are not alone because you still have brothers and sisters around you who are hoping the best for you that are hoping that you will remember who you truly are and how you truly are blessed because you are already on the team but if you have forgotten god has this mysterious way of of timing things so that you remember when the time is right. And I hope it I hope you're open to that. I hope your brothers and sisters listening to the podcast are open to remembering who you truly are. Are open to that moment that Christ laid his hands on your shoulders and was there for you. Here's to hoping that each and every one of us take a moment every day to remember who we are and to remember that God chose each and every one of us. It wasn't just a big cattle call and say, all right, everyone walk through their gates. No, he knows you by name. He knows you by name even before You were born. He already knew you by name. And that's who we are. We are a people whom he chose and called by name. And I think this reading is giving us a quick reminder of who we truly are. So try to remember. Try to remember who you
2: are. Before we get to the gospel... Uh, I just wanted to point out something about the gospel acclamation, and, um, you know, it kind of fuses together a little bit of tradition with Scripture. And, uh, you know, the the doxology, also known as the glory be, when we, we pray the glory be to the Father and to the Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's part of our go- gospel acclamation uh, today, but also um, it brings in a verse from the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, to the God who is, who was, and who is to come. And um, the reason why I want to point that out is, you know, it's Trinity Sunday, and one thing that we can reflect on is just how many, uh, how much of um, our reality, our experience is in threes, you Um, you know? When we talk about space, there's three dimensions, you know, height, length, and width. Right um, when we talk about time, there's past, present, and future, and here it's the God who is, who was, and who is to come. So just just something to think about on, on a on Trinity Sunday, um, and uh, we'll get to you know where we say, you know and and uh, do all things in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, um, which brings us to the gospel.
0: Amen. So today's gospel reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Once again, Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20.
2: Matthew chapter 28 is the very last chapter, and verse 20 is the last verse of Matthew's gospel. So we're looking at the very end of Matthew's Gospel. That's why if you're confused by why it says 11, that's because this is after the death of Jesus, his resurrection, and um, this is his uh, final words uh, before being taken up uh, according to Matthew's Gospel. In his resurrection appearances, Jesus had ordered the disciples, particularly the 11, to go to a certain mountain. And that'll be significant when talking about Matthew's Gospel in general uh, in a moment. But he appears to them, they all saw him and they worshiped, but they doubted. And uh, uh, and again, I'll, I'll connect that with um, the Old Testament and with Moses in particular and the book of Deuteronomy. Anyway, um, so th- they doubted and Jesus uh, at this point will commission them. All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that i have commanded you and behold i am with you always until the end of the age this is often a verse that many many christians know by rote memory uh because um it's very clear in what christ is asking them to do he first of all tell and this was actually the theme of a uh, world youth day 2013 with pope francis and i liked how he broke down Every verb that he says, he first tells them to go to make disciples, he tells them to baptize, and he tells them to teach. This is our mission as a church, as his people. And but it's important to realize what we're being baptized into. And he says, baptizing them, and the word baptize from Greek baptizine I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I'm not pronouncing that correct. I I didn't take Greek formally, but he says, uh, the word baptize. Baptize is rooted in the word for immerse, being brought into. (laughs) Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the name of God is so significant because remember, when you know the name, a relationship has begun. And there's a sense in which there's a vulnerability because uh, knowing the name of something gives you a certain power over them in, in in a way. And that's why it's one of the commandments don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. We are brought into the name, uh, into the presence of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit when we are baptized. That is the beginning of our concrete relationship with God, that we are brought into the Trinity uh, and, and we receive the Holy Spirit in baptism. And we are, you know, as, a, as the language of the rite goes, we are clothed in Christ. Uh, baptism is the moment that we consider ourselves truly children of God because we receive the Holy Spirit and are clothed in Christ and have the Spirit, uh, are given the Spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. That's what God wants of his chosen people is to reach out to the rest of the people he is calling who he wishes to choose also and make them disciples and baptize them. Again, that's, that's the right, the the moment in which we are brought into God's family. So this is related to the story of Moses and, uh, and Matthew is a gospel written for the Jewish, uh, for the Jewish people, for the Jewish Christians. And if you look at the structure of Matthew, uh, Matthew has five parts, five books, like the Pentateuch and, uh, and the way that the, Pentateuch ends in terms of the story of God's people is that there was a moment of doubt with Moses. When God was working miracles, he would instruct Moses to perform an action that would sort of be the catalyst for God's wonder or God's deed. And there was a, um, you know, in in asking for water, uh, because again, they were wandering in the desert, the people were asking for water. Moses asked God and uh, God told Moses to strike a rock and water would flow from it. But um, Moses had this moment of doubt. He struck the rock. He didn't see anything happen, so he struck it again. And because of that little bit of doubt, Moses would be brought to, uh, in a sense, the precipice of, of the promised land. He'd be able to see it from a mountaintop uh, and watch his people, uh, watch God's people enter the promised land but he himself would not be able to enter it. Uh, God would would bury him, uh, bury Moses in a place that no one would be able to find, as scripture says. And uh, that's uh, significant because the, the apostles are being, in a sense, treated like Moses in that uh, they're going to have to endure. Uh, they're going to be on this mountaintop and um, they're going to be working a little while longer uh, on earth uh, while... Jesus kind of goes on ahead uh, of them to the promised land, which is heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. Uh, so, just an important little um, and interesting little detail, I thought. But unt- until they um, they will finally, you know, join Jesus in the promised land of heaven. And there's a certain sense in which we are, in sense, charged with the same thing. You know, we are going to have to. Do these things. Go make disciples, baptize, and teach until um, we can finally enter the promised land ourselves.
1: It's interesting because when I read this, this scripture, when I read this gospel, it it's funny now reading it as a father and looking at it as a father because the perspective I'm getting from it now is something that you know I've been teaching my oldest two boys, um, which is go and look out for your brothers, you know, go and make sure that they're okay. Like I've instilled in, you know, both Zeri and Anakin to start looking out for their brothers. Like there's times where I'm like, Hey, Zer, I got to use the bathroom really quick. Go sit with your little brother and watch him, you know, and, and make sure he's safe. Um, and the perspective that I'm, I'm seeing this gospel. in now is God is basically saying, Hey, go find your brothers and sisters who are lost you know go go get them back go bring them home you know that's 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 what you have to do you know he's saying go baptize and in the in the sense it's almost like he's telling us to go get your brothers and sisters that are lost right now and show them everything that you know to bring them home you know immerse them in everything that you know and share it with them, and convince them to come home. Um, and it's just interesting. Again, coming from the perspective of a father now, it's like, yeah, I want, I want all my kids to come home. And I'm going to ask the ones who are home to go out and look for their brothers and sisters. And so now, I, you know, just in this moment, it, it's 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 developed into a new mission mindset for me now. Now it's not just you know, do the right thing and and take care of your own. It's like, nah, dude, you got to go out there and go get your brothers and sisters. You know, that's your job. Like, all the brothers and sisters in your human family, go out there and get them.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to add just kind of another layer to that or another perspective or angle on that. And the words that are really sticking out to me is like, you know, the idea of teaching so the word teaching, as Brother Jay was talking about, all the different verbs um, that was being broken down. So I want to just talk about teaching. And I think a lot of the times when we think about this idea of, you know, this powerful mission that we've been given, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, for a lot of folks, that might be a little intimidating because they feel like whoa what does that mean what am i supposed to do i don't you know i don't know the faith that well i don't know the bible how am i supposed to baptize right and there's all these things that could be going into people's minds when it comes to you know what that looks like and then the next line after that is teaching them you know to observe all that i have commanded you so it is definitely a hefty order and if you're feeling like, "Whoa, I'm still just trying to get my own faith intact, and now you want me to <laughs> do all this." Like, hold on, Jesus. And I know <laughs> the brothers have been talking about, you know, we're filled we're filled with the spirit and we going to put Rudy in the game and we are <laughs> got these charisms, but this is not an easy, you know, order especially with the way our culture is now. Right? The way that we as believers are received or not received or perceived. And so I could see how there could be not a resistance for the lack of not wanting to do something, but more of the, this just sounds really complex. So I want to just talk about what teaching could look like. And when I think of teaching, the word in this sense, in this different perspective that I want to just throw out there is the idea of modeled behavior, it's not teaching like Brother Jeremy's breaking down every word, every etymology, Greek and everything, which is great because that's his his charism and that's his gift and his contribution to, you know, the perspective. Or like Brother Carlos is bringing it into like, oh, man, as a father, I've been telling my kids, oh, there it is. Like, just look out for each other. Right. And, and just kind of, you know, breaking it down in that way, because those are all great ways to think of it but even just from your own personal you know way of being your modeled behavior is going to be the best teacher the way you carry yourself the way you live your life it doesn't mean that you're perfect it doesn't mean that you have it all figured out and then the idea like brother Carlo was saying is like get everyone you can and and reach out which i agree with 100% And if you're uncomfortable with that, maybe it could be just as little as, or not as little, but maybe it could be something as subtle as just getting someone's attention, right? Getting their attention throughout the day. So that's why I'm always big on, well, you know, my posts on social media, I'm trying to add value or just bring something, you know, positive, inspirational, because if I'm going to be in your feed and if you're going to scroll, let me make sure that whatever I put on there even if it's for that split second, can be something of inspiration. And so I think about, you know, what about this? What if you just got people's attention by the way you lived your life, which is can be, again, countercultural or something super subtle, just super, you know, loving and compassion, you know, being extra patient, you know, being opposite of what maybe your workplace might look like or what it might look like in the circles that you're in or in the environments that you're in and modeling your behavior that way. And that's the, the teaching piece, right? And, and I know easier said than done. People are like, man, bro, right? Like that's easy for you. Cause you, you know, you pray a lot, you go to retreats a lot, whatever. Right. And and that's not the case, right? That the case is again, constantly develops. And so when I think about just kind of, you know, what this reading is really jumping out for me for folks who are just really just trying to get into their own rhythm, who are really just trying to get back with God, um, start with that, right? Start with modeling your behavior. Would you follow you? From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, the way you think, the way you act, think, the way you walk, the way you talk, is that someone that you would follow? And is that someone that is following Christ, right? It's twofold. Would you follow you? And is the you you're following following Christ? And so if we can think about teaching by through action and modeling this behavior that can get attention. And if we're living the to the, you know, to the commandments as best as we can, like that right there is going to make so much more impact on people than just trying to tell people or give information that when they look at you, if you're not living it, if you're not practicing it right, it's kind of like the personal trainer who's out of shape and overweight, it just it just is contradiction. So so that's that's kind of the piece I wanted to share around that. And then the last piece, if you are kind of worried that being bold in your actions and being this modeled, you know, modeled this behavior, this idea of modeled behavior is, is going to be easier said than done and you're not sure what the the blowback will be or, you know, what people are going to think or say, go to the next line of this scripture. And what is what does Jesus say? I am with you always until the end of the age. Come on, y'all. A lot of the times we get, we freeze up because we feel like we don't got what it takes or we feel like we're alone. A lot of the times we're on different journeys and because we feel alone and we're on the solo or al- And I know I'm guilty of this, but there have been plenty of times where I felt like I was alone. No one was watching. So I was like, oh, I'll just quit. You know, no one sees me. No one knows. No one will ever know I didn't go to the gym today or I didn't do this or I didn't do that. You know, that might be one reason you quit or give up. Or maybe it might be because you just are really worried about what other people will think and that you don't think you'll have the strength or the ability or the gift to bounce back or to get back up. But a saint is nothing but a sinner that just fell down and got right back up. And why did they get right back up? Because it says right here Jesus says, Because I am with you always until the end of the age. So, my invitation to you today start again, reevaluating how you live your life and how you put yourself out there. Are you modeling the behavior of someone that is doing their best to follow Christ or not? And if you are, and you know that you can be more bold, and again, it doesn't mean that you're always going to have to start controversy or start drama at the workplace or with family, but we have to start somewhere. And if you have that fear and that doubt and you're worried, and you're scared, you know, like, I get it. But you're not alone. Jesus says it right there in the last line. He is with you, us, always. Walang takot. For all my <laughs> Filipinos out there, walang takot. No fear. All right, this is the time. This is the time, and um, we can, we will, and We must. Right. We can, we will, and we must. This is the calling that God put on our life. So let's get after it. All right, fellas. So let's go ahead and wrap up episode number 15 again on the solemnity of the most holy trinity, right? Trinity Sunday. Final thoughts. Let's go ahead and kick it off with Brother CeeLo. Final thoughts.
1: Work on your memory simple. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget what has happened for you. Don't forget the relationship that was created even before you were born. Don't forget. That's it. If you don't forget, you can't deny how special you are In God's eyes, and you can't deny the relationship that is meant to exist between you and God. So, work on that memory. Constantly develop that relationship with God, and you'll be right where you need to be.
0: Bro, Jeremy, final thoughts. One of the things
2: that I've always kind of thought about, and um, I, I just wanted to offer a, a synthesis of, you know, very well-known Christian tenets of our faith, but um, I seldom hear brought together. And uh, um, uh, if you're not sure what I'm what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll, it'll be clearer when, when I um, bring the three together. So we we often say that God is a Trinity father son and holy spirit you know you know that's day one of um you know if you're a cradle catholic of kindergarten ccd or or religious ed first thing you learn is is the sign of the cross right um father son and holy spirit um god is a trinity uh we also say frequently that god is love and uh and so, in reflecting on that, you know, there's been theologians uh, throughout the centuries that will uh, have synthesized those two things together and said, um, you know, uh, God the Father is like the, um, we can we can express the Trinity as the lover, the beloved, and the love between the two. Um, you know, the Father obviously loves the Son and pours himself out into the Son. The Son returns the love to the Father, and um, they define each other by that relationship, Father to Son, Son to Father. And that relationship takes on a person of its own and is the Holy Spirit, which is the love between the two. Um, And the third point I want to bring to the synthesis is that we are made in God's image. Human beings are made in the image of God, who is a Trinity, who is love. We are made in the image of love, and so uh, one of the things that John Paul II um, said about human beings—he he was kind of known as a as a a philosopher—and um, he said this profound thing about the human about human nature. He said that you know, without love. Uh, we don't know ourselves uh, we 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 fail to be who we are if uh if love is withheld from us and uh, i always thought that was a a profound um uh, statement about human nature that love is a is necessary to who we are what we do um and it defines us in in many ways um that we are, we should see ourselves as uh, both uh, beloved by God, and in response uh, to love God in return, and that in that way we can really enter into the Trinity. Um, and um, and so, to as a exhortation, just keep it simple above all charity above all love that that would be my final thought
0: amen amen and for me brothers and sisters and listening to the podcast right now you know a couple things just want to leave you with this don't be the frozen chosen so many times we are chosen and we know what our gifts and our charisms are but we freeze up and it's a reminder that we have this Holy Spirit fire to thaw us out. So don't be the frozen chosen. And I would think about the Trinity, one thing, shout out to Mari Pablo from Florida. We did some ministry work together. And when we were doing a confirmation conference, she was sharing us another way to look at the Trinity. And it's, you know, when you say that in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, uh, she actually led us in saying, I belong to the Father. I belong to the Son and I belong to the Holy Spirit. And if we think about that and really just reflect on that, we belong to the Father, we belong to the Son, we belong to the Holy Spirit. And she was sharing it in this way of just, again, back in this theme of adoption and being in unity with. And if we really believe that as we pray, as we attend Mass, that we truly belong to, That we truly have been given this Holy Spirit. That we have truly belonged to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that Jesus is with us. That God is with us. That the Holy Spirit is with us. Always. Until the end of age. Of the age then. We won't lose. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have, you know, hardship doesn't mean that we're not going to have any struggles or shortcomings in our lives but when we look at the end game we can't lose but it's going to start with taking those little actions those daily actions remembering who we are and whose we are and like brother jay said keep it simple charity above all right you're made in the image and likeness of god but like carlos says it just don't forget who you are right like identity is so key brothers and sisters as we uh wrap up this podcast so that was a good one fellas uh again as always i'm always blessed and honored to have this time with you all and for you listening to the podcast thank you again for your ongoing support again right now we're just jumping into sunday readings and uh, we will be i know we owe y'all a mass episode where we're breaking down the mass and there's just other things that we want to you know talk about eventually we'll start getting into you know uh, pop culture modern culture and just different things at current events and how we can again allow our faith to help us shape and sharpen you know um our our lifestyle so that as we move through we can still honor god and all that we do and all that we say so as always please remember to continue to pray for us as we will always be praying for you
1: amen amen be in the spirit to
0: come holy spirit all right y'all peace